Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. The only way to score is, of course, to play uh, with a handbrake off. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Handbrake Off. It's Abby, the producer you don't normally hear from. And don't worry, we've got something far better in store. This is like Wrighty's home and the first time I've walked into Wrighty's old home I've not been Shearer, you wanker! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Al. You see? Honestly, when I walk into it, it's so creepy, bro. <laughs> really? Just... Why? Tell us. It's like, where's the goal, bro? It's just like... <laughs> A little bit of context for you. I had the opportunity to join Alan Shearer and Ian Wright for a walk around Highbury, as it is now, a block of flats, and the Emirates, to hear how the former was, and to hear whether the latter is getting any closer to the fear Highbury used to instil in opposition teams. Alongside me was George Colkin, who you'll hear asking some questions as well, and it was the day after the City game. But don't worry, I'm not going to put us through that again. So enjoy this conversation between two great mates, two great rivals, and two legends of the Premier League. It's Ian Wright, in conversation with Alan Shearer, going back to visit Highbury. It's really weird, Al. Does it tell us? Tell all memories or what? Yeah, 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 because like, Al, the thing is, is like, even just being outside, I remember, I've never been so nervous because the marble halls, you hear about the marble halls, they're still there, you know what I mean? And I remember the first time I got outside just to look, look up at them, it was like really, really nerve wracking and scary. And then you came out, obviously, you came into the middle there in the yeah. picture. This was the clock end, came probably out to here. The goal's probably over there, where my man is over there. But, like, it's, like, it's really, really strange, man. This is the only time, this, the only time I scored a hybrid was this end here, penalty. Is it? Only once. That's why I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it at all, no. It was just only because they, were, they mm. were that good. It was yeah. like walking in the land on, of the man. giants, wasn't it? You know, Tony Adams, Bowling, Adams, Bull, Keon, Keon, Vieira, no, yeah. Petit. It weren't easy, man. We, no, and, it wasn't. And the thing is, with in here, I'm, I'm pleased that, like, when you go outside, you can still see. But the thing is, it's just like it was so tight, it was so small. You know what I mean? It was like you, you could really put people under pressure here. You know, and when we were flying, especially that season '98, when we did win the league. Mm. When people came here in that um, in that phase, they, they it was, we met. It was a real noise, man. It was a real problem for them. Well, it's, it sounds, doesn't it? And it looks like it's already kicked off before they've got on the pitch. Another tunnel fracas after Pizzagate. Right, you tell us about some of your finest memories here. You know, the funny thing is, Al, is the is the is the first game, the first game against Chelsea, because I remember when when we first got. Remember the the, the bruised banana kit. The bruised banana kit was like, I, when it first came out, I was like, Jesus, man, I want to play in the red and white. I never get to play in it for the first three games. So first game here was Chelsea and I was playing in the red and white with, with Rocky and that. And it was very, very emotional, my first home game here. Because obviously Southampton now, I played against you lot. We, I came, I scored a hat-trick against oh, Southampton. Right. You remember you it, Al? That in, yeah. yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> it was never, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was only business. It was not pleasure. So I was just nervous about coming and playing in front of, 
a, a, a set of fans that had already been used to seeing the team like be champions twice out of the last three years. I felt really pressured, man. That's why, as much as the you know you look back now and the hat trick against Southampton was like it was like I was so relieved. I'd never been so afraid um, to to make when when we came in to make my home debut as that Chelsea game. Really? Yeah, because like, you know, you've seen in the past, like strikers move from one club to another. And then I saw George Graham was putting in the, in his newspaper column, he was saying things like, well, he could be the most expensive substitute in the history of the game and that because he's going to have to fight his way into this team and stuff like that. And you're seeing that kind of stuff. And then obviously the, the actual, like I say, helps. But like, I was always thinking, this guy's, I, I need to keep playing. I need to, I felt so much pressure. So. When you're playing here, when the fans love you and that, it's just like, it's, it's amazing. That's why it's really, it's really weird. It looks weird. small in here now, doesn't it? It, it does look, it does look small. It doesn't look as if you get a football pitch in here. Yeah, but I remember the pitch was a small pitch. I know, yeah. It was it, quite, it was quite it a was small a tough, pitch. It was a tough, it was, it was hard. But it was like, but the thing is, it's the night times, the night times in here. Because it was so tight and that, the European games and stuff, it was like, really intense and it was brilliant. My only goal would have been about here actually, penalty Probably, spot yeah. around about was here. Was it right Yeah, but against Dave. Was Same. it a goalie? So against the goalie, yeah. Alan, you were, t you were talking a little bit outside <laughs> about what it was like to play against Ian. Yeah, horrible. <coughs> he was horrible, he was. I wasn't horrible. Al was horrible. You know what I didn't like <coughs> about Al? Because I admired him so much because he scored so many goals and I was so jealous of him. And the thing with is, is that he'd, he'd see, you'd, we'd been to England together, we'd, and he'd see you like, for instance, you'd be, and he'd just walk past you, like, <laughs> no, just like when you'd like when he's when he's in game mode, he was he was a different guy because he's because you know he's got the, he's got the eyes already, so he's, he's not even like you're thinking, oh, Al's there, just saying like to Al, and he'll just go, like, all right, <laughs> and like you think, Jesus, that's what you had, that's the levels though. That's what you had to do. It was, it was, it was about winning. Then you'd like, feel a pinch on your neck or yeah, a slap on the yeah. back, and then it was it was him. It yeah. was it was tough though. It was tough because like I used to cause them Boldy and Tony a lot of problems. I always talk about it. even the other day, yeah, Tony talking about how he would try and deal with Harland. No, he said I I dealt with I, you know what I mean. I've, I've had to deal with Shearer. I'm sure I'll be able to deal with Harland. Hmm. You know what I mean? He said you just need to be amongst him. You have to. It's, it's a different. It's a different striker. Why was it horrible to come here and play against those? Players? Well, because they were giants, they were winners, they were hard, they were all very good players, and it was a great atmosphere. Um, we wanted could, to, we wanted to hurt, we wanted yeah. to make people know you were there as well, because you know the one thing Tony would always say before is about our patch. Before you come out here, Tony was like, because you know when you see them players in the dressing room, oh, I'm really pumped, man, mm -hmm. pumped, veins coming out his neck. That's what he's like, <laughs> and it was like. And then, you know, you don't need to say too much to someone like Martin Keown, mm. you know? You know, all you need to do is say, Shearer, I remember Shearer last time in England, he said, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna have you in his pocket, Shearer, he's gonna, and Martin, Martin's really, explode. he's ready to explode. And the same with Tony, not on our patch. You know, this, this was our patch, not on here. So. I walked out of here, cut eye, not only for Newcastle and Blackburn it was, cut eye, broken nose, cut lip. <laughs> I had four stitches in my lip and six in my eye. Tony Adams. That's what, that's what, that's why I didn't like coming here. See, he finds it funny. You know something? That's why I didn't like playing it. When I say I didn't like it, I always knew that. It was going to be a battle, wasn't it? It was going to be a battle. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, and the thing is, is that you've got to remember as, as well, is that, we, you had to train with those guys every day, and they were they were the same. It was it wasn't like, oh, they're going to ease up on the tackling and training or anything. And this is what I found 
like when you went to England, obviously it was like people not flying in, but the intensity was unbelievable. And that's what it's like here all the time. All the training sessions were, was that kind I of... Heard, uh, I heard Ray Parler on the radio yesterday saying about they used to have a, either a six side or an eight side mm. on a Friday. Yep. And he said you used to kick the shit it out was, of each other and that was so was, it, You know something, I look back at it and it was, it, it was stupid. You know what I mean? There was so much more riding on the five-a-side game um, before we like we might be leaving to go up north or something on a Friday, and you know there'll be people be flying in. There'll be there'll, there'll be like fracas and everything, and we're getting ready to go on the coach to go and play. You know what I mean? It was like, and then what would happen is is that if people were giving more in the five aside than they were on a Saturday. They said, oh, you like five aside <laughs> in the fucking Friday, but you don't want to fucking play on a Saturday when such and such is putting it on you. Yeah. So it was that kind of, it was that, it was tough. It was a really tough place, man, the mm. Arsenal dressing room and, and then coming here. How, how does it feel coming back here? Does it still feel like that place that you remember? Does it, does it stir something? Yeah, because like, um, you could see they've still got the, that's start on the top there. That's top of the stands. Yeah, that's top of the stands. And then outside, you know, you can drive down Avonall Road and it's exactly how it was. It's the only time you see it's different is when you actually come in and, you know, you, you see what's happened here. But, like, even just the quietness, it's, it's quite eerie. It's quite eerie because you know that the, the amount of unbelievable things that's happened here. You've been here before, though, but yeah, you've been back before, yeah. haven't you? But every yeah. time you come, it's really, yeah. um, it's still really strange because this place and the history of the place... You know, and it's block of flats. Yeah. You'll have talked about this millions of times, but please explain just how this place got under your skin. You know, well, David Rowcastle. Um, when, when David Rowcastle signed for, for Arsenal when he was like 14, 15, on our estate, you know, this was something that doesn't happen. And we're South Londoners as well, which is North London. You don't get a player from our side of the town um, getting to play for Arsenal or signing for Arsenal. So this is where Arsenal first came into into the estate, um, but then when he made his debut at 17, then obviously, you know, he started playing for Arsenal, started doing great stuff. That's when I started to support Arsenal and obviously started to see him and then came with him, then get to play with him here, you know. So that's where, that's where it really started. My, my love for the club, obviously, once I got here, it grew very, very quickly because the club itself, it's, it's an unbelievable club, you know, from the, from the bottom, all the way up to the top, and it's getting back to that now, Al. Mm. We're getting that back now. You know, when you look at um, the way the fans are involved, the way the, the way the whole club's involved, from the, the youth team, ALN, the women's team, the men's team, and obviously when Mikel and that came, they had to, they started with the, with the men's, because that's what you have to focus on. You needed to get, the, get it back going, get it going again. Mm. But what it really needs to do is get the fans on side. That's what we've changed. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. So with all the Highbury memories told, it was time to move over to the present day to move over to the Emirates. So we've been in one, mm. we're in the other. So it, is this, this season, I mean, I remember when Reese Nelson scored that goal oh, and the atmosphere, amazing. and all I can yeah. hear was the atmosphere. Yeah. So 
Is it is it now like it was at Highbury in terms of the atmosphere and it. all of that? They've got it. They've done it now. This is where the Ashburton Army are now. The young guys making all the noise. But like now, like I said, Mikel recognised that he needs to get this stadium on side with the guys. And obviously you you heard it with um, with the Reese Nelson goal. But I think that what more than anything else is the the fact that they're they're, they're supporting this team to the end and to the point where even away from home we're still nicking results at the death because we're going to the end and the fans are with us all the way to the end but now I remember it was years ago I think Jack Wilshere played an unbelievable game against Barcelona and we beat him that was the, the the best noise I'd ever heard here but like that Bournemouth like that was it was unbelievable being in here it was it was Hairs were standing up. It was unbelievable. In goes the corner. Cleared only as far as Nelson has to get his shot right. Oh, that is unbelievable. Betting for Bournemouth. Glorious for Arsenal. You know, people are saying things like, oh, they're celebrating too much. They're celebrating. It's, it wasn't. It's just like, it's, it's very much now. Everybody's a part of it now. Everybody gets it now. Everybody knows what's needed. The fans, the fans but play a massive part. It's taken a while part. to get it. Absolutely, then. of course it has. Yeah, of course it has. Yeah, but the thing is, is at the end of, at the end of Arsene Wenger's tenure, it was started to really get a little bit low in confidence and morale, and people were just like coming, and it felt a little bit mundane and a little bit like sameish. But Mikel, credit to him, he's come in and he's recognised that, you know, what I mean, this stadium, we need this stadium on our side. Mm. You know, especially with our young team, we need, we need this stadium. Yeah. You're very close to the, the pitch here at Emirates. How does it? How do you feel being this close to a football pitch now? It's it's funny with me, Al. Now um, because I'm so far removed from actually playing, you know what I mean. It's when you get to like when you when you're in like um, like Champions League and you're or an FA Cup. Like the other day was at the, the semis, um, City and and, and just close to the pitch, and then you remember it, you you feel the juices. But like here, just seeing the pitch, it doesn't really. I don't feel it like I used to. It has to be the fans have to be in here. Then you're starting to hear the noise building up. You start to hear the noise build up. Then you start to feel it. Then that juices start flying. Then you start to reminisce. <laughs> but like now looking at this, because this wasn't actually my stadium, yeah. you know what I mean? It was, it's very, like I say, it's very difficult to, to get the love for I've got for it like I had for Ivory. You know, Ivory makes me feel something. This place is gonna, at some stage, hopefully when we, when we start to do more stuff in and, and, and get more, win more stuff out, this place might turn into that. But at the moment, not yet. What, what does Emirates need to have to match that high reaction? Well, we saw, we saw it. We saw it with the Bournemouth game. It's, it's here. It's here. But then what happens is, is that it's now up to the team to create the moments. Because I think that obviously you don't want to be going free, like free, free down and, you know, free, free right in the last minute. Then you have to score a last minute winner on occasions, but what you do want is to be in the Champions League, playing against top teams and winning, winning big games. That's where, that's where it comes from. That's where it's going to come from. And that is what, that's what the, um, the dream was when we moved here in the first place. That's why we had to leave Highbury because it didn't hold enough people. And we wanted to have the, the amount of people in there that would take us to that next level. And that's what this team can probably do now. We can do that. So what happens now is you get into the Champions League and then you start creating more moments like that. I want to see that against like Real Madrid and AC Milan and all those the big teams, Barcelona. That's where you want to see that. And that is where you'll see the place really catch fire.
has there been a specific moment you think where the fans have connected or, or reconnected with the team? Yeah, but like I said, it's like the young, um, the young fans, the Ashburton Army, they, they're very much reconnected because that was a, um, that was a club effort. The club, everybody got together and, and, and they, they, they made that stance to say, we're going to have a block where people could go and if you want to sing, you want to shout and scream, then you go in there and you can see them all dressed in their black stuff. And it's a concerted effort by the whole club for everybody to support more, more noise, more singing, more vociferous support, man. That's what it's needed. Ian, whether you like it or not, you are seen as the voice of Arsenal or one of the voices of Arsenal. Do you feel that as a responsibility? No, because I'm, I'm just a fan now. And the thing is, is like we're, we're talking about it just now, me and Al. I, I don't want to be anything other than just a fan who's just another voice. Um, obviously, you know, doing what I do and then, you know, doing the, the video stuff, you know what I mean? I make it known when we win and when, when we lose how I feel. But like, it's, it's, about, it's about all of us. No one particular fan is more important than the other one in respects of the noises you make because your team's winning. I'm just happy when we're winning and gutted when we lose, just like Al will be with yeah. Newcastle. You know, it's not, the thing is, I will always speak for very frankly and honestly about the club and it's got nothing to do with, people think that um, I'm an ambassador for the club, I ain't nothing to do with a club like that. You know, obviously the club will do anything for me. You know, you can walk into the training ground, you can come here, you can meet all the people you used to know. But the fact is, I'm just a fan now, I'm just a vociferous fan who just wants to see us do well. And I just happen to be in the public eye. There's, most of the fans are like that anyway. It's just that I'm in the public eye and people can see it more. It hasn't always been like that at the Emirates, has it? I think that it's the last, like, I'd say probably, the last, it's something, it's a work in progress to do that because you have to do something that the fans can recognise with and, and want to support. Now, when you've got a young team and a young manager is doing the right stuff, I think obviously winning the FA Cup when they did gave him a little bit of leeway in respects of more time and mm. what he's trying to do. But if, if you listen to all of Mikel's interviews right from the off, he's always asking for the fans. This is what the fans need. These fans deserve this, these fans. And the fans have slowly got on board with that. Then you've got the Ashburton army. They've got themselves going, dressing in all black, young Arsenal fans there, building the atmosphere and everybody's feeding off of that. Then they play as well as they play and everybody feels together. Then they could see that with the young team there, you can see that there's, there's progress being made. You know, we're chasing down Manchester City. Mm. So it's very easy. It's very easy for everybody to get on board. But now, there's players that they can relate to. Remember, you always need young players who came out of the academy. We've got Saka, you know, you've got Martinelli. You know, you've got players who've come out of the, the academy that the fans can associate with and, 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 and you know, f feel like they're one of theirs. And it's all starting to happen. And this season, you know, as, as good as it was, and this is why I celebrate like I do, is because you could feel something happening. And I don't want people to be too disappointed because like Man City are doing what they're doing, because what, we, what we've done should not be taken away from what we've achieved this season. So you feel if it doesn't happen, then it's only a matter of time. I'm feeling like that, but like, you have to feel like that. Because I know for a fact, I was with Edu the other day, I went to the training ground the other day, I was with Edu, I was with, with Mikko and they're talking about, there's what's happening now, Al, with the club, is that we're not having to go out and you know, try to cajole people to come into Arsenal. You know, Arsenal, we're going here, we're doing this. They can see what we're doing. 
I can see what we're doing now. You look at someone like Edu, he's saying like his phone's ringing off the hook now. So, mm. you know, you, you, ideally we, you want us to, we want to finish as high as we can. We want to win it, but we want to finish as high as you can because I'm excited, excited about the next phase. You know, it's the next phase and what's going on because when you, when you speak to Edu and when you speak to Mikel, even Vino, when you speak to them per Mertesacker, Ayla, everything is about winning, man. They just want to win. And even with some of them games, what we drew, it's only because we're trying to win. It's the, it's the new mentality. We're trying to win games. We're not trying to sit off. Even last night, Al, you see us pushing forward, trying to beat this Man City side, and then bam, obviously they go straight out to Haaland to do this stuff and win. But we're trying to do it. We're not like sitting back and saying, we're going to try and hold on to this. The winning mentality at the club now has changed. So you don't see it if it doesn't happen. You don't want to see it as a missed opportunity because the number of points that you were clearing, playing some great stuff. I mean, it was inevitable that you were going to have a bit of a blip, but yeah. not many saw what's sort of happened in the last month. Yeah, um, and the goals conceded. And the goals conceded because you just haven't been making those mistakes at all all season. Do you just think it's because of the inexperience? I think inexperienced how maybe, I don't know. Uh, and who's chasing and the noises that they're making. Yeah. Another one seven on the spin, but... And then, you know what, you, it's, it's not a coincidence that in the, the, the crux end of the season, we're starting to, we're seeing players make the kind of mistakes, like, like Martin Odegaard's mistake last night for mm. the set. We're not seeing it like, you see Aaron Ramsdale made, make a couple of mistakes, even though last night, if it wasn't for him, we'd probably use six or seven. Seeing Partey not as good as he's, he's been playing soccer and... Martinelli didn't really didn't really show up last night. I think that we've just got to a stage of the season where we needed those games, the Liverpool game, the West Ham game, and then the Southampton game. It seems like we've lost those games the way they've gone, but we needed to win those games mm. simply because of how good City are and how good they are at, at finishing it off at this, at this stage. I don't think it's a, a missed opportunity because I think our, we're looking at them last night, they were bringing on Foden, Alvarez mm. and... Myers, we can't ignore the levels that we're dealing with in respects of the capabilities of this team and how it's stretched us. Because like I mentioned, it's literally broken Liverpool and Liverpool are trying to get themselves back. So we have to be, um, we have to be excited about the future and what might be coming, the players that might be coming. Because we've seen now with this season, we saw last season, like I mentioned, when we missed out on the Champions League, we've seen what you have to do to try and fight off a Man City, mm. you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, be, I don't, I don't, be, I don't begrudge anyone that because it's tough. Because even last night going into the game, Al, as much as I know that you know I want the team to win and I think they're capable of doing it, even though it wasn't the strongest side, you know there was a kind of inevitability about the fact that City are where they want to be right now, mm. and we're going to have to do a lot to beat them. Looking here at, at the top tier of the Emirates, 2004. It's the last time Arsenal won the Premier League. When do you think there's going to be another one? Well, to be honest, it's, um, you, look, you look at what, um, what we've done this season. And like I say, we really, we really have given it a go. Um, and it's a very second youngest team in the league to Southampton. We've given it a go. And it's going to be tough. And this is why... Like I say, speaking to Edu and Mikel, and they're very confident about the calibre of player they're going to sign. Because what we saw last night is that if you are going to challenge that team, and like I say, we've seen what's happened to Liverpool, a great Liverpool side. If you're going to challenge that team, you're going to have to come correct. 
So, you know, it's not easy to win it. You know what I mean? Look at the last time we won it and you see the calibre of team that we had to use to win it. And now we're playing against the calibre of team in Manchester City that they're not giving that up. You know what I mean? If they do it this season, that's going to be five out of six. And they look as hungry as I've ever seen them. So now, going back to us, it's a case of the belief, you know, going again. You know, you're going to have to learn a lot from this season. You're going to have to learn a lot from this season if you're going to take on Man City, because let's face it, they're only going to get stronger. Mm. They're only going to get stronger. So yes, 2004 is a long time, you know, nearly 20 years. You know, so... Could we, be worse, man. It could be 1969. Yeah, but you lot are on your way as well, Al. <laughs> See, now, we, even that, we've got to worry about them. You know what I mean? They're coming. You know, Eddie Howe's doing unbelievable things. You know, like, again, we've got to go to a Newcastle at St James's Park where, you know, even when you saw what they'd done to Tottenham the other day, but the, the atmosphere before. Oh, yeah. And then when you look at teams going to Newcastle now and having to... And, and, and playing five at the back out because they're afraid. Newcastle, with what Eddie's doing in his kind of like the guy next door kind of like face, you know, like an <laughs> altar boy face, <laughs> you know, but un, un, underneath he's Clint Eastwood, you know. It's like you're seeing he is so, again, he's somebody else that is so perfect for them. Exactly how Mikel is for us. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know exactly how Mikel is for us. That, we're gonna, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna head out to your statue in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you not going here? <laughs> I wasn't called. That's what I put, I'm gonna put some glasses on Thierry's and that act like Thierry's. <laughs> that was Ian Wright in conversation with Alan Shearer, and you can read more of Alan's thoughts over on the Athletic. But that's it for this one-off edition of Handbrake Off. A different Ian, Ian Stone, will be back with you post-Chelsea to go through whatever happens there.